0: It is easier for an eye. To go through the keyhole when the hands of the clock are tied to the floor. But the hive of eyes still bites the rope when the nightlight burns in Autumn Grove.
1: You could say I'm hollow, but I have rooms inside. I cast a shadow, a shadow that moves around me as if I were the center of time. It makes me a sort of solar clock, so simple that it's effective, but wildly unreliable due to weather and other moods of the sky, especially night, mostly night. It is night right now when I'm talking to you. I'm most myself at night. When my inhabitants go to sleep I thrive in their silence. I thrive in their hidden secret activities that must be kept from daylight. I am an old building. So much has happened inside me. Some things you wouldn't believe and others you don't really want to know. But you do, don't you? I am old, but proud of my age, my experience and wisdom. Sometimes it's hard to keep it together. I'm not gonna lie. Dirt. Dirt has this way of disfiguring things. You can fight it only for so long, dirt. It always makes its way in because you can't be watching all day no sir one has more important things to do so dirt always makes its way in when you're not watching and when you spot it it leaves you with a sense of negligence and guilt i used to be more alert than i am now when i was younger now I pay attention here and there. It's not easy to interest me, but when I was younger, high on fresh paint smell, and vain as a villa, I would not miss a second of my inhabitants' affairs. Those were the other times, though. I was more glamorous, more adventurous. In fact, here where you see me, I was a hotel. Different guests in and out every night. The excitement of promiscuity. I had the right amount of impersonality, accessible yet alluring. Ah, the drunken races to the ice machine, the love affairs, and the runaways. Even some stars. Those music and film stars. They were depraved. But I would tell you about that another time. Those times are simply gone because of a somewhat unsettling event that discouraged new guests to spend their leisure time in between these saucy walls. So the hotel closed its doors and they started major renovations a very intrusive surgery, performed not precisely with a steady hand. They also changed my color. They painted over my tropical pink, and now I'm a dark, ominous purple. They changed my name. Autumn Grove, they called me, and I accepted that name as one accepts the first grey hairs. After the operating phase, or shall I say, butchery, I became an apartment building. I wasn't ready to become home, even less multiple homes, but I guess one is never ready for that. I have three floors and one basement, with such base things as a dusty laundry room and some storage space there the inhabitants keep the things that don't use and yet they own. In certain parts of the year the basement is used in shall we say less orthodox ways. Who would have told me that kind of thing actually happens but oh well. Although I and everything I contain are in a situation of slow but steady decline, I don't want to give you a totally unwholesome impression. Some inhabitants place pots with plants in their windows, and even children live here. They say that nothing enlivens a space more than children. Whoever said that didn't know these two particular specimens. But they are children, nevertheless. They bring in the charm of not fully understanding what's going on, filling the gaps with their delirious reasoning and delusional plots. That is a disposition to be admired. People who always understand are, honestly, quite dull. It is remarkable that such inventive little shits are so easily and frequently bored. In the apartment number 18, right now, there is a child who is sitting quietly. The TV is on, but he's looking at a point in the wall slightly above the TV set with disinterest. He asks his dad why he has to watch the shows for kids when he could be watching Mortal Kombat and Jimmy?
0: Do I really need to go over this again? Science says that your little impressionable mind can't be exposed to such an amount of violence. Do you know about the slender man stabbing Columbine, children of the corn? They don't teach you these things in school, do they? Let me explain it to you again. You are not developed. You are in a way inferior to an adult. Your mind cannot tell very well between fantasy and reality. You basically can't trust your senses. Don't believe everything you see. Sometimes voices just aren't real.
1: Jimmy, still under his shirt, asked if he should always believe what his dad told him.
0: Chain of command, son. Chain of command. I'm your superior. I know you and everything you do. So keep that question in spirit for the tax man and women in power.
1: The hammering noise comes from the left, from apartment number 19. A young woman is hammering nails on the wall from a ladder. She is wearing really short shorts and a more than revealing buttoned-down shirt. From time to time, she reclines in an uncomfortable position, playfully. It is hard to imagine a use for that whimsical placement of the nails.
2: See, I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm real handy. I fix everything around the house without the help of a man. Look at these muscles. Do you like these muscles? I'm going to kiss them. I can carry heavy things by myself. I don't need men. Frankly, all women should get together and exterminate men from Earth. Wouldn't that be nice? A world of women truck drivers, a world of women firefighters, with long hoses, carpenters, plumbers, construction workers, all women. Mm, I'm getting sweaty. I'm working so hard. What was I saying? Yes. A world without men. Maybe we'll be compassionate and leave a few alive, you know, for pleasure. These few men would spend all day pleasuring many, many different women. Do you know what? I like you. I would keep you as a stallion. Would you like that? I'm going to make a little stable for you in my apartment. Do you think I need to use this? God damn it. That wasn't even five minutes. These horny men can't take a story. Really? Come on, it's only 10. Only 10? The
0: Lord intended the night to be a time for rest. That's why he sucked up
2: all the light. So we had to
0: be quiet, blind, helpless creatures in the dark so we wouldn't have to be bothered by industrious squirrels getting ready for the winter. Every night a different thing. Tonight the hammering and the drilling. Last night the loud neeing. And before that all that yelling in Latin over and over again. Enough is enough. I'm calling the landlord, you slut. We don't want no funny business in this building. Do you hear me? We don't want no funny business in this building. And for the love of God, please put some
2: clothes on.
1: Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Whatever. The young woman puts the hammer aside and turns the computer and camera off. There is a studio in the basement where the janitor lives. Just like every night at 10, he's drinking a solution of sawdust with hot water in a tin cup.
0: God damn. I can already feel my blood being fixed. All the toxins, all the germs and diseases ready to get flushed down the drain. Nothing like a little old sawdust for the liver. My old man told me that. He told me, Bill, you want to live a 100 years? Drink some sawdust, boy, every night. He passed at the age of 38, God bless him. But his grandfather, the first to start washing down sawdust, he made it way past 100. Nobody was sure how old he was when he kicked the bucket. We didn't know his birthday. Old Frank, I can still see him with his mouth shut tight and his eyes wide open. He passed down to me the knowledge of the healing powers of sawdust and I honor him for that. This one's for you, you old bastard. If you see my father burning in hell like a fresh bag of shit left on the front door, tell him I can forgive. But I don't forget. No, sir, I never forget. Gonna get me a little bourbon to cleanse the palate. Goddamn.
1: Bill, the janitor, cleanses his palate about 14 times. He's asleep on his wire bed, with his work clothes on and the studio door ajar. A dark figure, tiptoeing like a robber, sneaks in. Bill, Bill, wake up, Bill. Ah! Uh. Bill, there is a door glowing. What the? Uh,
0: God damn it, Victor. You have got to stop going into the tenants' apartments in my room at night. Did you read the memo I circulated?
1: There is a door glowing. The door next to the laundry room. What's in there?
0: Boy. Victor, calm down, man. It could be
1: a threat to my species. I mean, to our species. What's in that room?
0: I'll be damned if I know. I never had the key for it. Seemed like an old closet to me. Never investigated further than that.
1: And it is true, there is a glow in me, there is a glow coming from my basement. It radiates heat and a burning light, not a comforting heat, not a reassuring light. The kind of light that is more menacing than darkness, a light that doesn't dissipate suspicion, a light that exposes all there is to fear in front of our very eyes.
0: Thank you for listening. Autumn Grove is written by Martin Nunez and produced by Brandon Jackson. Additional voice talent by Shay Mostafin and Jesse Jones. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Autumn Grove Pod. Stay tuned for episode two coming soon.